Welcome back, everybody, to the Dawson D Show. Dawson D Uncut, and today we're back in uh, the beautiful tropical Gold Coast. Doss, just explain our uh, our backdrop at the moment. Oh, we're, we're on a beautiful uh, outdoor deck, or, or let's call it rooftop, actually. We actually are a rooftop. We're on a rooftop. Yep. Uh, surrounded by plants. Surrounded by lovely plants. Uh, lots of beautiful oxygen coming from those. Isn't that so lovely? Breathing nice and clearly. No, it's been good, mate. We're, D's come up. We've had another week of content, which, is, which has been fantastic. Of those of you who know, I moved up to Queensland a few months ago. And yeah, we're going back and forth when we are doing interviews. So we've had a few interviews with a couple of one-on-ones, a few YouTube videos coming your way as That's well. It. Yeah, mate. T- today we're going to go deep, I reckon. We are. We've got some uh, great topics I'm very excited to get stuck into. And of course, if you do want to see this beautiful visual presentation, you can head over to YouTube and watch <laughs> the full can. thing there. So make sure while you're there, you do click that subscribe button because that is absolutely crucial. Or if you're watching YouTube right now, hello. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Now, just quickly, I had something very peculiar happen to me on, on my trip up to the... Oh. Queensland. Okay, yeah. So last time we came up, it was very early in the morning, and this time I decided oh, we'll, we'll go a bit later at night. And uh, Was it a bit cheaper? I wouldn't say cheaper. I left it yeah. a bit late, unfortunately, so uh, <laughs> the, the business account takes a bit of a hit there. The availability. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we've got a, got a late flight out because I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll come up the night before so we can start fresh in the morning. It's not a 3 a.m. start. We can just get stuck in fresh, ready to go. Anyway, I'm at the airport. I ended up getting there. I had the worst flight ever. You know those ones where it just gets delayed, delayed, yeah. delayed. There's just issues. There was so much turbulence. We went to land and the, the plane took turned around and we're in the air for an extra 20 minutes just and then the landing there was kids screaming wasn't there there was, there was not kids adults really screaming yeah it was a big heavy landing which wasn't nice um, not that I'm one of those people that claps you know <laughs> Yeah, come I, on. I, I can't stand that. Those people, come on. Yeah, if yeah. you're clapping, if you're clapping, you're a pilot for landing. But that's not the <laughs> peculiar part. I was, uh, be, I was there quite early. We had, we had a little issue pop up on the way up here. We, uh, we had a guest, a problem with a guest that pulled out the uh, last minute, the day which, of. which always means uh, you, you have to scramble. But I thought, you know, it was such a busy time at the airport. There's people everywhere. everywhere. I thought I'm going to go go into the quiet room, the smallest room in the house uh, at the airport and uh, the toilet. The toilet room. The toilet room. Sit there and uh, just get some messages and get some work done. So were, were you doing your poo? I was initially and then yeah. that, that dissipated. And you know finished. when you're sitting on the toilet that long and your legs go numb? Was it one of those? Not quite, but yeah. probably getting up there. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, the poo was finished. I was just still sitting on the toilet. I was very engaged in what I was doing. Yes. Then I heard a noise that I, you know, as a male, I've heard, you know, a little bit over the journey. It was uh, some panting. And it was like a guy that he was trying so hard not to breathe very loud, but you could hear he was getting quite aroused. Where? On the cubicle next to me. And I'm hearing this like, <laughs> I'm like, a bit strange, a bit but I'm weird. like, yeah, it sounds, it doesn't sound like he's taking a shit. And I looked to the right hand side of me and I saw a shadow. And the shadow that I saw was... It was wasn't, ma- wasn't hand puppets? It wasn't hand puppets. The man was masturbating at the airport in a toilet cubicle. Yeah. He was masturbating. Because then wow. I, I heard the breathing get heavier, heavier, heavier until he climaxed. You heard him climax? Yep. I heard a nice big grunt. That was, it, was it... You know, how, how did it go? Give it us like, a... <laughs> 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 I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I don't know why I simulated an orgasm. And then did you see what he looked like? No. Nah, like, I, was, I, was, I was literally too busy... Messaging people. So did he leave the cubicle before you left? He left the cubicle before. I hope you washed his bloody hands. Did you at least hear that? I, I don't know. There was so, it was a big cubicle, but but I can't believe that some people get off in a public space like that. Well, apparently people people do this at work. Yes, you know, friends we, of ours. We, we had a discussion with friends of ours recently. <laughs> they've admitted to it. They've admitted to it twice twice a day at, at the cubicle, not at the <laughs> cubicle at work, but in the toilets. Well, 
our friend Jai once said, uh, no, he, he wasn't doing it. Uh, he said he was in the MCG one day and he swore that it was happening in a cubicle next door too. That's, uh, Which is bizarre. Like, it, you know what? It's, it's the... That's a level. Are they watching porn, you reckon? I have no idea. But uh, how could you get that horny in an airport? Or in a workplace. How can you get that horny at work in your office? You job? have to go and let it go. You have to go and. I mean, it just reminds me of Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of uh, Wall Street. Yeah, it's our favourite scene. Yeah, our favourite scene. You know, do you joke her off? Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are rookie off. numbers, man. You got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> I, I, know, what, <laughs> what does he say? I've one in the morning, then one just after lunch. You know. But I mean, there's one thing jerking off at work. But I mean, if you work remotely, you can probably get away with. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, Custison is just giving us a very sheepish look. Um, but, I'll put my hand up and, and say, yeah, maybe I did during those COVID years when I was working from home. I might have, you know, uh, declined a couple of phone calls. Yeah, I, I might have not accepted the calendar invites. <laughs> anyway, mate. Uh, what are we talking about today? We've got a few topics. Well, we've got a bit of a list, mate. Uh, one of the things I, I'm really, really excited to dive into, which is housemates, right? You're, there's a bit going on in, yeah. in your life right now, and you're, looking, you're looking for a new housemate. Mm. And we're going to be sharing some of the worst housemate stories we've ever heard. Oh, yeah. So shocking. Uh, so any of you that are listening who've, who've shared a house with someone, you get it, you understand it. These are going to be some of the worst housemate stories you could possibly think of. Some are funny, disgusting, just you just can't imagine yep. that they are coming up. They're coming your way. What else? We've got, uh, based on some other things that have happened in the world at the moment, we've taken some topics of the world and, and we're going to digest them and dissect them and then go a little bit deeper. So, so uh, what's that thing we're going to be called? Well, the world's gone mad. The we, world has gone mad. We've got a good example of something that's happened locally recent in recent times. It is just You just can't even believe what you you're You can't reading. comprehend why this is even being considered. No, so we've dug a little bit deep we found some of the most ridiculous things that might be happening in your workplace your school just all these kind of everyday activities a bit of cancel culture a bit of cancel culture so we're going to take them down and then what's the third one we've got dossie uh, moments that you fucked up, oh dear. essentially. So that moment when you know, when you, you know fucked you up. fucked up. That's one of the segments today. We've, we've done some research and found moments where people have absolutely gone wrong, <laughs> whether that's at work, in their relationship, a moment in their life where they wish they had that moment again because that, that, that changed the trajectory of what, what their life looked like in that very moment. Oh, I can't wait. Were well, you ready to get stuck in? Let's do it, mate. D, the world's gone mad. It has bonkers, bonkers, and and I say that because something. Came into the news in the last couple of weeks, and it's okay. made me really, really angry. And this isn't, you know, an angry boys segment. No. This is the world's got mag segment. We, we don't love, here at the Dawson D Show, we don't love political correctness. And we don't love change that doesn't need to be changed. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, like there's no need for this change. <laughs> no. Um, like we for s- a small minority. Yeah, that's right. We, we push, we do like to push the limits on TikTok, and we do, cop, we do put our hands up and, and I'll admit, yeah, we say some things that, yeah, we do try and get them to, you know, to, to, right. to, get, the, to get the responders to get into the DMs. That's but it. Basically, the Essendon Football Club, the, oh. a team in the AFL, um, we love the footy. We love it. Yeah, not our favourite club, though. No, Essendon. So, essentially, what has happened, an article, I've, I've just found it. The AFL world explodes over proposed Essendon Bombers logo change. Okay. So, what do you think that means? Well, firstly, let's. we do have a lot of international listeners that probably don't follow the AFL, So let's and, and even local listeners that might not follow the AFL. So, the Essendon Bombers, let's just, let's just quickly explain who they are, what they do. So, so What's the logo consist of? The logo is, it's a, 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 a bomber. It's a plane. It's a plane. It's a plane. Uh, and... They like cha- a World War II World style. World War II style plane. And they, that name, they, they've been known as the Bombers since the 1940s. Yeah, around right? World War II time. So, a long time. A long time. And, in and they're based in Tullamarine. They're based in Tullamarine. They're based airport. at the Essendon Airport. Airport. Uh, Major and, airport. And, and think about this. For, for all those years, the logo has been splashed on merchandise. Of course. It's, it's everywhere. It is. It's made the club a lot of money. It has. 
but, good song. But the team's song is based around them being the Bombers. Yeah. All right? Do you so, want to give us a couple of verses of that? <laughs> uh, perhaps not. So I'm just going to read a bit of this article. Yes, because, because I'm upset. I'm frustrated. Yeah, and right. I would hate to think if my club ever changed their name or their logo based on, you know, the Western Bulldogs, it's too vicious. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. They, they shouldn't be the bulldogs. They should be the dogs. Because some or the six, pups. Yeah, because one once some kid got attacked by a bulldog. So fans of Essendon have reacted savagely after news broke overnight that the AFL club is considering changing its Bombers logo. The club has conducted a research project and is considering feedback from multiple stakeholders, including members. The club is keen to know if the wartime aircraft is considered inappropriate in the 21st century. Like, do you think that? Ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Think about that. Just, Just... And it'd be a small minority, right, of people. Well, that, who are they? World War II uh, victims? No, uh, it doesn't say that. Families victims? Oh, I'm going to say, so Matthew Lloyd, right? Yeah. The great Matthew Lloyd, oh, one no. of the greats of the Essendon Bombers <laughs> football club. He goes, I'd be very disappointed if the Bombers was gone. Have we got to the point that such a great logo, a tradition of the Essendon football club, might go because it might upset the old person or two that we could potentially lose something so spe- special with our football club. Now, mind you, the Essendon Football Club have won the most premierships in the AFL. They have. They have. As the Bombers. Yes. It's, it's, mate, it is just ridiculous. So... It, it is just, it's just ridiculous. I, when I first saw the article, I thought I was actually upset because their, their current logo is actually one of the oldest at... That's, that, that stayed put. That, that stayed put. Hasn't changed. So when, it, when, it, when they said they were changing, I thought, oh, like, I thought please don't redesign it because I actually quite like it. And then I read further. I'm like, now we're getting rid of the name as well. So, mate, ridiculous. Absolutely freaking ridiculous. I'm sick of this. I'm so sick of this bullshit of, of pleasing the minorities. So on that, we're gonna, <sighs> we've come up with our own list of, yeah, of things gonna... we, we, we can't believe. The world has gone mad. The world has gone We've found some absolutely uh, ridiculous... What would you call them? Just just cancel culture, political correctness, just things that have been changed to to please a certain group. And one thing we did say when researching this, and I'm sure we're going to bring this up because we will try to bring a little bit of humour to this dark topic. But um, <laughs> one thing we were talking about is, isn't it funny that the people that you know we supposedly try and, and save in this cancel culture world, that the minorities we're protecting, they're not the ones complaining. No, they're not. It's the Karens and it's the uh, and it's these you know lefties that are the ones that are going in to fight for them. But the first one, mate, I've got on my list. We we might take turns. I just want to. We'll stick on the football one yep. for a second. Okay. So the Sydney Swans, yep, big club, good club, traditional club with the South Melbourne. Of course, uh, they they changed the lyrics to their song in the last couple of years because they thought it might upset. Uh, the lyric was "Whilst her loyal sons are marching" was the lyric, and now we've changed it to "Whilst uh, our loyal swans." So it's gone from sons to swans. So we've changed sons to swans, and we've also changed her to our. So uh, obviously the two genders in there, the his and her, we've we've cut that. Well, what about what about the what about those that don't you know they don't have uh, a gender I, identify? So now yeah, well they can identify swans if they want to because okay. uh, and, they, and I'm sure if you do identify as a swan, then you'll be very very happy. Have um, you got one? Yeah, I've got one. I, I've got some audio right I'm, that I'm that I'm going to throw out there. And and to those listening, this has got to be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Okay, oh, it, it's it's absolutely absurd. Okay, so so just have a listen. I found this on TikTok. It's, it's got up to 7 million views. And this, to me, is a definition of the world got mad. I mentioned in my last video that I went clothes shopping for my children, and a lot of people are shocked to hear that I have children, considering I sued my parents for having me without my permission. Sued their parents. But I just want to make a couple of things clear here. So my parents that I sued, they contributed to, you know, conceiving me, and my mother that raised did. me, she gave birth to me. Good um, on her. 
It's and that's happens. why I sued them because I did not consent to being here. Like I, I was going to have to grow up and get a job um, to support myself. And I, I just Aww. didn't consent to that. They so didn't try to contact me in any way before I was born to see if I actually wanted to be here. Um, and that's uh, why. Firstly, before I start, how do you contact a child before they're born? To, to, to <laughs> they don't ask, even a child yet. To ask them. Do you want to do, actually? Do you, actually do, you want, do you want to actually come into this wild, big wild world? <laughs> you know. I'm oh, sorry. I'll keep playing. <laughs> oh, I sued them. Now it's different. Like I know I've said it's like unethical to have children before, but it's different when you adopt because it's not my fault that they're here. I'm just trying to be a good person and like help them out. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, if you are pregnant right now. Listen. You need to go. You need to hire a psychic medium and ask your child if they actually want to be here. Um, so okay, that, that, that's all I thought. So so basically, uh, uh, if I ha- ever have kids, I can assure you all right now that I'm not going to a psychic medium why prior not? to why their not? birth why and I ask you what 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 is it? Kick kick once if uh, kick <laughs> kick once if you want to come. Yeah, yeah what are the to, rules? And what what, what, we, what we then? So say a baby kicks at the wrong moment or somehow communicates with you. What, we abort them there and then because they don't want to come into the world? Why? Some people spend their whole lives trying to have a child and can't. You know how we justify now today? Like, all right, so, you know, a a young person's brain isn't fully developed until 25. So the actions they make up until that point, you know, we should be careful of what we let them do, what we let them do because they're not fully developed. So we can let them change their gender. So, so, but no, but but, but the, in this circumstance, <laughs> we're talking about a fetus, um, a fetus yeah. that has nothing developed completely no. yet. But we're giving them the the option, the option to choose whether they want to be alive. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, if if like seriously, I know you don't want to work. I know you want to go live in some freaking communist establishment in the middle of nowhere. Well, then go. Like, do us all if this is if this is all based off you being a lazy motherfucker, which it which it tends to be with these people, I, I, that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm upset about when I hear this. I'm like, someone is 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 so lazy and upset. Imagine suing your own parents for this. Fabulous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh god, that's ridiculous. Well done. That's great research. You Thank found you. a good one there. I've got a, I've got another one there. Based on the Sydney Swans, obviously our national anthem changed uh, recently here in Australia because. Uh, the, the old lyrics were, we are young and free. Yes. Uh, of course, young is is rude to, to people that are maybe elderly. So now we are one and free. So we had to make that little minor adjustment. Yeah. Seriously. I don't know if you remember this, but it yep. was... Remember when you were a kid in puppet shows? Yeah. Puppet <laughs> Dosh shows. is happy with his one. No. So puppet shows... They, oh, I, I actually remember my dad. I had two. I had a puppet show at my. I think it might have been my twenty first. <laughs> yeah, you loved it. You were sitting front row. Um, <laughs> you, who was it that dressed as, <laughs> as the <West> as Judy? Paul <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, was just a Judy that <laughs> night, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So this puppet show, right? It's a very famous puppet show, and they came to my. I think it might have been my fifth birthday, fifth or sixth birthday. Yeah. Right, but Punch and Judy. Punch Do you remember Judy. that? I haven't seen it, but I'm aware it is a classic. It is a classic. It's a, it's an all time classic. So, I found this right. So, yeah. I, mind you, I've grown up. So, I'm not I'm not necessarily looking for local Punch and Judy shows. That's not how I found this out. Where's why, why isn't it around anymore? I don't know. So, child entertainer blasts PC culture and snowflakes mm. after his Punch and Judy shows were cancelled over fears it portrayed domestic violence. Now, I will say this: the two characters, they it involves not not violence, but it involves it's puppeteering. It's, it's, it's pu- it's two little, uh, what would you call Puppets. Pup- <laughs> two two soft toys. So two soft plush toys that have a, a, an ability to put your hand through them and, and, and make a make them... A, a bit of thumb wrestling. Bit Never of thumb heard wrestling. anybody. So a child entertainer has told 
how he forced to cancel a pup punch and duty show at a primary school because of fears that it portrayed domestic violence. So basically, he was asked to ensure that punch doesn't hit Judy, okay. even though it's a key element of the show. Mm. Now, now, that doesn't sound great, does it? A key <laughs> element of the show. It's part is, of the script. Um, now, we know scripts on the night. But, he, you know, and also, he was also told to scrap a performance at an Armed Forces Day event doing this punch and duty show because it was due to take place near a woman's refuge. Now, this has been around for, for years, this <laughs> show, this, this puppet show. Since, uh, as I say, since Adam was this hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, me as a kid, I, I, I enjoy... I've, would you? I've, would you? If you had kids, would you hide them from Punch and Judy? I would. What, Not hide them. I thought you said, "Would I? Would I <laughs> would hire? I, I would hire Punch and Judy to come and perform <laughs> for my kid's birthday." Yeah, yeah I would. So you would be worried about that. Well, that, that's a good. Disappointing, it, it, mate. It's very disappointing. Well, I've got a. I've got a couple. Of, here's a headline here. Um, and and mate, in schools and universities, I mean, this is where cancel culture really erupts and and the movement really takes place. But so in a school, lecturers were warned that capital letters might scare children. And they should avoid using them. So apparently now, uh, obviously, when you spell your name, you have to put a capital letter, as we all as we all learn in uh, prep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're tracing them. Remember but, tracing them? Uh, yeah, well, apparent, them. Oh, mate, apparently now... Uh, it's scary. It's scary. Now, this is also in a college. I mean, when I was a kid, I was worried about black holes, tsunamis. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't re- I don't recall being scared of capital letters. No, I, was, I wasn't afraid of the letter Z. Well, they weren't like this show, the Dawson D show. The D yeah. is a capital, so sorry yeah. about that. Um, in, you know, in these same sort of colleges a college diversity trainer now that is problematic in itself I think as soon as you're hiring a college diversity trainer <laughs> so is that, is that probably a lecturer just educating diversity uh, and, fuck uh, knows mate but know. a college diversity training course taught that it was culturally insensitive to expect people to be on time wait wait, wait. So digest it try it no please explain <laughs> it because I can't because <laughs> I certainly can't so basically he is it's offensive to be late it's offensive. To oh, be sorry. Late. It's offensive to be on time. To expect people to be on time. So, so we should be. We should be more. So, so you'll get. You go to college. We should be more empathetic to people that are late, because they don't understand the concept of time. Well, it says here, Clemson University training course taught its attendees that it is offensive to expect people to be on time because time may be considered fluid in other countries. Now, what does that mean? I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just I, look. You you, you did a, you did a business course. Yeah, I did. Uh, now now if they say ten o'clock, uh, I don't oh. think I don't think you're rolling eleven o'clock. I'm oh, sorry, I'm an hour late for my exam. So and they say, oh, mate, don't stress. Just say, no, it's part of my culture. We actually like running late. I mean, fuck me. <laughs> you know how now I cannot live in that world because I, I love being punctual. Yeah. it's one of what, my key. What, what to you? Being late is being on time. That's right. I I, fi- I find it personally. I find it rude and offensive when people are late. No, yeah. fair, for, uh, that, fair play to you. Anything else, Dad? Uh, I do have one more, and yeah. this I know this is going to make you angry. This I'm is not gonna, aware This is going to infuriate you, as it does infuriate me. So we 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 take our health seriously, you know, on, oh, on the Dawson Show. We I can do. Already see where we, this is going. We do. We take our health seriously, and yeah, I've you know I'm not, I'm not the skinniest bloke in the in the, at the pool. I'm not. You know, <laughs> when, when I take my shirt off, I'm I'm not. I don't have the six pack. <laughs> But I'm not. I'm not obese. No, I'm not obese. Well, obese would be. I'd assume that'd be scientific. So term. basically, let, let's let's say doctors, and this is true. So, and I will get the article up. But Everyone you know, knows it, long, long story short, doctors aren't allowed to tell people you're obese and you're overweight, and that and and, and this this could end up in some serious harm if you don't if you don't you know if you it, don't, it, don't, if you don't change or fix it. Uh, and that's apparently classified as uh, offensive. We don't want to scare them, so we, 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 we make it sound less worse than it is. 
Does that does that make any sense? It makes sense, but this is why this is where it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So by being afraid to tell somebody, like, like you know, right? You know this better than anybody else. If you don't tell somebody, if if you don't give somebody a reason to change, they won't change. Mm. So if they're clearly unwell and unhealthy, they're not going to change unless you tell them pretty strictly, mate. You got to change. So I'll, I'll read this out. Podiatrics, a group of researchers, published their findings regarding parental perceptions of the terminology that doctors use to describe childhood obesity. So we're referring to to kids between the ages of 2 and 18, right? The researchers found that it was undesirable to use the term fat, obese, or morbidly obese (laughs) because they were stigmatizing, blaming, and the the least motivating to lead one to lose weight. Um, What should be used instead? The term weight... An unhealthy weight were rated as the most desirable, and the term overweight fell in the middle of that of that bracket. So, so it's good. It's so, on the fence. It's on, it's on the fence. So some people, you know, when they were said, "Mate, you're overweight. You need to lose a few kgs." That you know, some people found that you know a bit sensitive. Okay. Others didn't. So, but you're not allowed to say to someone, "Mate." But if, if you're unhealthy, if, if you're if, sick, even though um, scientifically, right? But looking at all the numbers, you are obese. That's the that's the that's the word that terminology. You use. That's the terminology. That's the diagnosis. The medical. And obesity is not a disease. It's not a disease. But it's probably, I reckon you'd probably find that it would just about be the number one killer in the world. It would be. Based on, on, yes, you can, uh, even, people won't like this, but even back in the COVID days. Yeah. When you look at all the deaths from COVID, I, I yeah. think I think a fair chunk of that percentage happened to be carrying a, a couple of extra kgs. And I'll be first. A bit, oh, no, I never loved, loved being called Fatty Boomer in school. I didn't like I, it either. I hated being called Tubbs and, and, and Plugger, which I got called a lot. Yeah. You know, the great Tony Lockett. Uh, <laughs> well, there he goes there. I'm not kidding. He walked past before. Um, yeah, so that, that's my last one. But that, that's just... Well, mate, I'll really? I'll move through a few. I mean, ridiculous, and I'll move through these quite quickly. But of course, Santa Claus is is probably on his last legs in terms of you know how long we probably keep him. Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's? I reckon he doesn't have long. Really? Um, because there's there's a few issues. Uh, fat phobia, phobia is obviously one of them. You know, he's a fat man, so now we want skinny Santa Clauses at the uh, at the mall. Now that's okay, <laughs> you know. So um, that's he, you know, he's also being claimed to be a stalker. Uh, his terminology of ho ho ho. Now we don't in Australia we don't really say ho in a derogatory way towards yeah. um, women women of the night, <laughs> uh, but in America in America they do. So ho ho ho. You know we got, yeah. we got to stop that. And of course people don't like religion. So uh, because it has any connotation with our uh, <laughs> yeah. with Christianity and then yeah, uh, it's a no go. It's zone. a no go. Now these are some more ridiculous ones. I'll move through them very quickly. Obviously you liked uh, SpongeBob SquarePants as a kid. Obviously, we can't have Bikini Bottom, and uh, apparently the character's name is Sandy Cheeks. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that, that they want to cancel her. Of course, they, they there is a fine line. Obviously, you can't say Bikini Bottom in a, in a children's show, but you can have uh, the great song <laughs> Wet Ass Pussy uh, blasting on a radio station. <laughs> yeah, for all kids to hear. By sing, sung by six-year-olds. I mean, fuck me. Yeah. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches have also, in schools in America, have been told uh, is not appropriate because... What? <laughs> And it's quite racist, apparently, because there are some cultures in the world that don't eat sandwiches. Now, I don't know why peanut butter and jelly got targeted. How is that racist? Because some cultures don't eat sandwiches. Now, I would just like to say they're probably missing out. We love a sandwich. I love a sandwich. We love a sandwich. Now, um, Eskimo pies, the food. I love that. That's an ice cream. Yep. Can you guess why? Can't say Eskimos. Eskimos. So now it's called polar pies. And then we've got... That's... uh, Golden gay time. 
Um, love, I love that ice cream. Here's the issue with this. This is the part that, you know, the original gay time ice creams created by Streets in 1959 were not golden but strawberry shortcake flavoured. The famous golden versions you see today arrived in 1970. This name predates the use of the word gay as a sexual orientation, but the ice cream and its slogan with its double meaning, it's hard to have a gay time on your own, but now has been embraced by the gay community. So here goes my point from the very start. The gay community love Using Golden Gay Time. They embrace it. They enjoy it. They're not the ones complaining. They enjoy one. They love them. They love a Golden and Gay Time. They, t- and they, they don't, don't fo- it's not offensive. They don't find that offensive. No. It's hard well, to have a gay time on your own. Yeah. Is that what the, the yeah. saying it's is? It's hard to have a gay time on your own. Is that their slogan? It's one of their slogans, apparently. Yeah. They, they have a few. And finally, Doss, I think you're going to play some audio for our beautiful listeners, but the great play school song, We're Going on a Bear Hunt, has now had its lyrics changed to We're Going on a Bush Hunt. I'm not sure why, but give us. we'll dissect in a moment. Give us a little taste. Going on a bear hunt. We're going on a bear hunt. I've got my binoculars. I've got my binoculars. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Ooh, look at that tall, wavy grass. It's so it's very tall and wavy. Now, apparently, they've changed the lyrics for a couple of reasons. One, uh, obviously, we don't want to be hunting bears. No, that's kind of understandable. But the other thing, too, is uh, it's saying you know things like I'm not scared actually does inflict uh, scary feelings for children. And we've now changed it to make it more of an exciting journey as we go on a bush hunt. Don't know what a bush hunt is, do you? Oh, gosh. What's a, what's a bush hunt? A bush hunt? <laughs> yeah, what's a bush hunt? Well, there's probably many different uh, kind of roads you can go down when describing <laughs> yeah. a bush hunt. But in my, in my uh, experience... Flora and fauna. Flora and fauna. I did work in horticulture. Right. I have a bit of an understanding. You know your way around a bush. I do, I do, I do, I do. Okay, Dossie, as you know, it's it's one of those things in life where uh, where housemates move on. Obviously, uh, you've you've moved on. We've had a good... Uh, we had a good run, didn't good, we? Good run, nearly two years. Great housemates, a lot of great memories, a lot of good fun. The frequent listeners of the, of the Dyson D show, our recent uh, cameraman, videographer, videographer uh, <laughs> editor, done, a, done quite a lot here at the Dyson D show. Ralph is heading back to the UK. He's going to head back there for a little bit, a little bit homesick, I think, for, yeah. for the young man. Well, it was, wasn't quite his, his go. wasn't quite his go. So we say goodbye to Ralphie, but he'll still be part of the Dyson D team. But uh, off he goes on to his merry way. But of course, that means time to find a new housemate. You're now, left in the dry bit here. Yeah, now it's a little bit difficult because I didn't really want this situation to occur because I don't love i've had an experience which i'm about to share with you all of living with random people and it's not the best thing i find so now we're, got, we're on the hunt at the moment and just a little pre-context this is what i'm kind of dealing with we talked about the world gone mad before um I've, I've actually paid for this app it's called flatmates which uh you pay you actually pay for a premium kind of version and you get, get matched with suitable housemates so like a bit of a tinder for, for housemates yeah i suppose so you kind of put in your preferences you know i'm a non-smoker or i'm uh don't have pets I you've have got pets. a filter on who yeah. you specifically want and then you and you as you might be looking for a place and you go this is the kind of place I'm looking for and then it kind of matches you up so I got matched with a woman uh, well sorry she's not a woman uh, a person that identifies as a cat uh, her name was Kitty or its name was Kitty uh, she it has surgically had some ear her, its ears um, <laughs> that's, that's every three times in a row sorry but it, its ears is now is now in a triangle shape so and surgically Kitty removed. cat shape yeah, and I, I believe does uh, OnlyFans for uh, for a living um, because there's probably, I don't know, I didn't think there'd be a market for that, but apparently there is. So, uh, unfortunately, young kitty, if you are watching this or listening to this, you're, I'm probably not going to accept that application. Uh, <laughs> you haven't I'll, made the cut. But I will keep moving on. Now, unfortunately, you don't own a kitty litter box. <laughs> no, I, I, do, I do not. I've got a dog, not a cat. Now, 
We're going to talk about horrific housemate stories that we found on the internet. But before I do, I just wanted to share a personal one, my own, because as you know, I lived in the share house prior to us to uh, connect. Now, you yep. didn't love that house, did you? No, I was very open about that. Yeah. Didn't love it. Didn't, no. No. But, I, but in hindsight, you look back now and you probably go, geez, that wasn't the greatest place to live. No. and Because uh, I've just done some traveling and I thought, you know, I could live in a share house because I've been living in hostels. And really, though... And this is a bit of advice for everybody. If you want to go into a share house, go into a place you want to feel comfortable in your own home, not a place where you hide in your room. And unfortunately, I just hid in my room. But here is a bit of a horror housemate story that actually happened to me. And this is not making up any bullshit. So I lived with uh, two people, you know, one guy and one girl. They weren't together. They were separate rooms. And this girl lived across the hall from me. She was very quiet. Her and I had nothing in common. She came from a, (laughs) she literally was a student coming from another country, broken English. That's okay. What Uh, What country? India she came from and uh, look we just didn't I, I, I didn't spend much time in the house so we never really connected or anything I had a number just to text her about you know house house stuff but one night was really weird because it was about four in the morning um, I was asleep in my bedroom now this house did not have locks on the doors which is a bit concerning on the bedroom doors on the bedroom but, but that, that is very common common but I think in a share house you prefer a lot because you know you just don't know who you're living with and some people come in and out anyway it's four in the morning and you know when you're asleep but you're not like something just something wakes you up you have this feeling and I swear that in my sleep I heard my door open and I was correct so I rolled over half asleep at four in the morning and my door opened and it shut and this girl stood in the corner of my bedroom I'm not kidding staring at me just was it pitch black? Pitch black, but I could I knew there was so a So you didn't know it was her. Well, sorry, I didn't initially I didn't know, but there was a shadow in my corner of the bedroom staring at my bed, just standing there, shut the door behind her. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm like, hello, and she's like, Oh hi. I'm like <laughs> Yeah. And anyway, she basically started talking gibberish. I'm like, what the hell? I thought she might be drunk or doing some kind of drugs or something. She I think she sleptwalked, right? Remember this too. Now, I actually did some research the days after. And you do, apparently, if someone's sleepwalking, you do not wake him up. It's actually quite dangerous because they're sleepwalking. They're not in a conscious state. So you don't shake him because they'll shit themselves. So I didn't know what the hell to do. And she was creeping close to my bed. And I thought she was going to get into my bed. And I was freaking creeped out. So anyway, I'm like, you need, like, I'm like, you need to go. Like, what do you want? She's like, I'm cold. I'm like, go to, your, go to bed. Like, it's weird. Like, I don't know her. And then... The days after, she started saying some weird shit. I'd be walking around the house and she'd just say, oh, that you look really cute in that jumper. Keep in mind, we don't talk. We do not talk. And how long did you live together before this happened? <laughs> probably, probably a few months. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't home very often. Yeah. And I'm like, and I just didn't, it was just weird. And she was just really giving me the creeps. And then one day, this is a true story. People will not believe this. She texted me and said, do you want to go for a walk? I said, no, I don't want to go for a walk. <laughs> she said, why not? I said, I made some excuse. I said, I was wor- working. I was not working. But I said, look, I can't go for a walk. She's like, can you come into my bedroom? I'm like, look, I can't. No. She's like, please. I'm like, why? Just come and stand in the hallway. So I'm like, come into my bedroom. Walk into her bedroom. She stares at me, does not say a word. She just looks at me blankly. And then she, and I said, yeah, what do you want to talk about? And she sat down like a child and kind of like took a deep breath in, looked me in the eyes and she said, do you want to fuck me? That was her words. Do you want to fuck me? And your response? And it was the best sex of my life. No, I said, I, I literally said, I literally said, no, I don't. Like, I, yeah. I've never, I, I didn't know what to say, but I literally said, no, no. No, thank you. I said, no, thank you. Now, back in those days, indeed, I say no to that. <laughs> that, was, that was hard. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, weird things happen in share houses. Bit nervous about what we're about to talk about now because I'm scared I could be going through similar ones, but you found some uh, I've horror got a couple. stories. Uh, Give so, us one. You know, we, we went and had a little 
look-see, uh, and we both found some great uh, share house stories. So, my first one, I had a roommate who thought pooing in the shower was an accept- oh. acceptable thing. She would do her business while showering, then pick it up with the toilet paper and oh. toss it in the toilet. Oh, my God. It was only after I discovered one of her shower turd surprises that she forgot to clean up that I knew she was doing this. When I confronted her, she really thought it was a normal thing and that everyone pooed while showering. How ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe that is a normal thing in some countries or <laughs> what cultures. Wasn't there a period in the customs in the household where, where, where the shower, uh, where the toilet went broke and there was poos in the bath? <laughs> Not in the bath. In the bath? No. No. No, but what, what happened was you'd flush the toilet and it would go, but it would come back up. So you'd have to be careful if you had visitors and make sure that you flushed it at least twice because the turds might come back up to uh, to the surface. Maybe what we'll do, right, for this segment is let's pretend that I've, I'm, seeing as I'm looking for a new housemate, what would be your advice to me if that, if I found that with my new housemate? <laughs> how, well, how would you deal with it? Oh, gosh. If, how would you well, deal with well, it? Well, in your scenario, you've got your own bathroom, so you're not going to yeah, have to necessarily true, deal with that. True, But, you know, may, maybe when the, the lease ends and all of a sudden you have to do the bond clean and... <laughs> You're cleaning her shower or getting... Put the rubber gloves on, love. <laughs> Definitely put the rubber gloves on and extra, extra Kleenex, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I've got one here, Dossie. This is, this is... Oh, I hope I don't have this in my, as my next roommate. I had a roommate who would use her menstrual blood to oh. fertilise her plants <laughs> and ask the rest of the roommates to save ours for her as well. Really? You're a horticulturalist <laughs> by trade. <laughs> Have you ever heard of menstrual blood? As a, Never as a heard good of a, fertilizer, a good fertilizer being uh, menstrual blood. Uh, Doss was the one that introduced me to houseplants and, and the love of them. So, um, yeah, I might, I might just have to keep them to myself. Oh, I, that is, I, how I, does that happen? No, I understand it's a very normal thing in the, in the, in the production, in the, what's it called? Production system? Re- <laughs> reproduction. Reproduction. <laughs> reproduction system in a, in a, in a woman's body. Yep. But Not for your plants. In a share house? I mean, come on. It's That's a shared space. You have to have more common social sense than that. Well, not everyone's going to be comfortable with that. You've got, to be, you've got to be willing. If you're in a share house, will other people be comfortable with me walking around the, the landry where a couple of the succulents are and, and, and tipping out my, this month's worth of, of period in the plants? Like, come on. Oh, well. No matter how much good shit is in it. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've got one. So I kept my hair short. There's a Michael Martin, his name is. Good day, good day Mickey. I kept my hair short and I would shave it off every couple of weeks. So he's gone the buzz cut. One day I was looking for my clippers, but I couldn't find them. I searched all over the house and eventually found my housemate Scott shaving his ball sack in the bathroom <laughs> using my clippers. He just stood there continuing to shave while smiling. I think I found his smile creepier than the fact that he was using my clippers on his nuts. <laughs> Certainly nothing you'd ever do. No, nah, nothing I would ever do. The... <laughs> uh, uh, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, this one's called passive meowing. This could come from young kitty. Yeah. My, r- my roommate was kicked out of school a month after I moved in and basically never left our apartment. She was obsessed with her cat. As a year went on, she began talking through the cat to me on a regular basis. For example, I'd get home and instead of saying hi, she would say, Lena was wondering where you were. <laughs> if I slept late on the weekend, she would text me, Lena misses you. It got to the point where she hardly ever spoke to me directly just as a cat. It was simultaneously creep, super creepy and annoying. I was overjoyed to finally move out. <laughs> that is a bit odd. I hate when people talk to me through their pets. It reminds like, me of uh, just be, grow up. Reminds me of the episode of Friends where Phoebe's is adamant the cat she finds is her mum. Oh yes. You know it's uh, come on. Oh god. 
So, oh my God. So I had this roommate that was so weird. One night I got home from work. She was wrapped up in tinfoil. <laughs> no clothes on underneath with peanut butter on her face. Oh, and she had a cone head shaped hat. Also made out of tinfoil. I looked at her and said, what the fuck? That's, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Oh, she watched you on YouTube ro- that night. Imagine rocking up home. With a tinfoil hat on. Oh, no, a tin, not tinfoil hat, t- covered in tinfoil. She's wrapped in it with peanut butter face. How do you actually, in all seriousness, I want the listeners to think about this. How would you deal with that situation? How would you, what, what do you say? You walk into the lounge room and your, your housemate is, is wrapped up and standing in front of the TV, wrapped in tinfoil, like a UF, burrito. You're, you're watching UFO documentaries. With, with peanut butter on their face. <sighs> I don't even know. This this one's pretty pretty strange. I woke up to my roommate reading Bible verses over me, over me, because she heard me whispering in tongues the night before. <laughs> For our non-religious friends, tongues is a way that uh, some people think is is very satanic. Some people think it's talking to God. I was in bed talking to my family in my native language. <laughs> And didn't want to disturb sleep. Imagine drifting off to sleep and you've got somebody that you barely know over you, praying over you and, and reading Bible verses. De- but, demon be gone. But the fact that they weren't speaking tongues, they were speaking in their language. <laughs> yes. They could have been speaking Spanish. Yeah. And the roommate's like, geez, he's talking Jeez. to the devil. Yeah. You know, yeah, while he's asleep he's tonight, I better go in there and, and read a couple of oh, verses. Oh, God. I had a roommate that couldn't stand when I had multiple Gatorades in the fridge, so she combined them all in one container and said they all taste the bloody same. We lived in a hot apartment and drinks got warm quick. It was then I learned to chug. So imagine that. That'd be frustrating. That is one thing. I, you know, if I lived in a share house and my partner Garni, she lived in a share house for a long time with multiple, yeah, you know, people. other roommates, not just me and you, yeah. like three other roommates yeah, in a, a four-bedroom house. Yeah, and the fridge situation. Everyone gets a shelf. I understand that, but just it's just a bit of a mess. And, yeah. the, and then, the, and the, imagine the kitchen. Some people don't necessarily like wiping up their crumbs. They leave it. That's my biggest pet peeve. Just clean yeah. up after yourself. That's my own. If you're if you're watching and you're my future housemate, you're living in my house. All I'm begging you to do is, and I might send you this clip on its own. Please <laughs> fucking clean up. If you clean up the sink, motherfucker, I'm sick of it. All right. I had a sorry had a unicorn mask that we called Bertha, and she was constantly hid. Around the house just to scare oh, me. I once weird. screamed in the middle of the night because I found it under my pillow. That is Bertha. <laughs> oh, we'll put that up for the listeners. Oh my God, Father. That you, is terrifying. I've got a couple more. I'll move through them very quickly. Back in the day, my weird roommate had this thing about not wearing pants. So I'd have to leave notes similar to this. And then here's a, here's a, here's a note. Dear Evan, my parents are coming today. Can you please wear pants in capitals all day? Thanks. <laughs> Oh, these are very quick. So my parents are coming today. Yeah. Please wear pants all day. All the day, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my, I once thought I had a date in Mornington, and my, my dad in the summertime <laughs> liked to walk around nothing but his Speedos. We had the pool in the backyard because he loved true? tanning. Is that true? Yeah. Did you have to tell I'm him? I'm not reading this. This is a true story. And uh, one day I said, Dad, look, I've got a girl coming over. You know, Do you mind just putting some pants? I mean, like, if you want to leave your shirt off, that's fine, but just put some pants on. Just please cover the junk. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're loose jocks too. <laughs> A bit like yours. A roommate randomly looks at me, tilts his head and says, penis. This is the only time he speaks to me. Just just dissecting this. Imagine that. Penis. Penis. And that's what he's saying. He he bought a keyboard. He only knew the first 50 seconds or so of the Star Wars Cantina song. (laughs) But practice those 50 seconds as loud as he possibly can at hours at a time. (laughs) Just that's it. 
<laughs> is that the uh, <laughs> d- 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 what? D- 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 uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh. Wait, wait, fo- wait, I've never seen it, so I don't know. No, no, the final one. Freshman year, I was assigned to a random roommate who thought she was a mermaid slash witch. I came home one day and there was a wet six-foot mermaid tail hanging over my door. <laughs> Fuck, I'd be furious at that. She also got permission from the school to swim in the campus pool with her mermaid <laughs> tail on. I'd also wake up from naps sometimes. It would be pitch black and I'd hear her and her friends chanting and talking about spells they had made. <laughs> she was an interesting girl. Wow. Uh, on the mermaid uh, talk, you know mermaids, like it's, it's, it's a natural thing. People pay them to come to their events or their pool parties or their you know somewhere where there's water and they'll actually, they're actually entertainers like you can pay mermaids s- yeah mermaids you can pay someone to be a mermaid at your you know your event uh, and they do tricks and underwater like, apparently it's very difficult they get a whole mm. bit train hold their breath I did not know that yeah I, the, I saw it on Netflix it's a documentary mm. on one of the sh- on the, one of the uh, platforms but yeah, good luck with the with the the, the housemate hunt this, this isn't exciting me I think I might I think I might move back into mums yeah fair call fair yeah. call all right, so we've spoken a little bit about current affairs today. We don't normally typically go down the news line. Obviously, something really sad happened um, with the implosion of the uh, submarine. Um, Ringo Starr was very disappointed, apparently. Yeah, I think I think Paul McCartney as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, yellow, actually, in saying that, they might be. Uh, you know, it's up in the charts again. Yellow submarine. They'd be actually it's probably wrap. Titanic's doing very well again. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, for those that are living under a rock, obviously a few billionaires. There's this uh, there's this program out in uh, well wherever the Titanic. Uh, probably should have done more research, but uh, basically you can take the submarine down and uh, go have a look at the Titanic. At the shipwreck. At the shipwreck. Oh, oh, personally, I think that's fascinating. If I had Me the money, too. I'd probably do that myself. Would you? I think so. If, if, so if this bloke said to you, pay 250k in, in this situation. If I had the money. So you. They do, they do it all the time. It's not just a once off. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a company. Okay. It's a company that takes you down. All right. Like companies, that, like for, personally, I'd love to go to Antarctica one day and do one of those trips. Like those yeah, but those are all trusted, tr- you know, trusted. But this was a tr- this agents. was a trusted one too. Was it? Yeah. If you have a look, there's a lot of people that have had this experience. Are you, are you yes, sure? Yes, I'm sure. Wow. So yes, but unfortunately, obviously, something went wrong. Uh, they had an Xbox controller, or what was it? <laughs> something r- steering the. Well, they, they literally, it looked like a PlayStation controller that was uh, controlling the whole submarine. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, there was a, a disaster. But the reason we bring that up is not to go to, we're not, we're, this segment is not about uh, the submarine life or, uh, or Ringo Starr, but it's about um, moments you knew when you fucked up. So for those gentlemen, obviously, it's not a laughing matter, but there would have been a moment where we're fucked. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's really sad. They Obviously, death was... Oh, good... I must admit. My Don't em- have much No, nah, my empathy towards it isn't quite... As high as Why it. is that? Just the stupidity. Yeah, so just I didn't know that they maybe they. I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure if they've done lots of tours like that with that company. That was my understanding. Because what I've heard, they haven't, and that's when I when I heard they hadn't. I was like, you're going down with the bloody Xbox controller, thinking this is going to be fine, and then bang, yeah. you know. I'm just thinking, and one of them took a child with them. Yeah, you know, come yeah. on. But uh, basically, we we want to talk about some moments we uh, we a bit a bit more lighthearted. Uh, yeah, this is what, what, what? moments when we, <laughs> we're turning this into a positive moments when you knew you fucked up. Yeah. Now uh, these are these are some of these are quite humorous. Some are not as much. But uh, do you want to kick us off, Dusty? Well, I got one for myself. Okay. A mistake I made. Good man. So I, um, for those wondering, I worked at the St Kilda Football Club in the AFL, yep. and I was the kit man. Yeah. Essentially, so I don't know if you've seen. Or know what a kit man is. Essentially, I had a couple of main jobs. One, I was my job was to make the Gatorade 
for the boys at training, I was I was a water boy. I also, made, it was powdered Gatorade. Yeah, powdered Gatorade. Yep. I have to make the Gatorade for for the trainings and and yep. all that. And then I'd have to wash all the jumpers, shorts, socks for pl- for all the players. Yeah, gotcha. Women's and men's. So one afternoon, I'm washing. Uh, I might have even been in my first few months, and okay. I was there for a year or a year and a half. And I'm in the property room on my own. I must have put a little bit too much detergent. Oh dear. Into one of the, uh, and they got big industrial washing machines and industrial dryers and whatnot. Yeah. And I thought, I'll go off and, I'll, you know, I might head upstairs while the washing's on and I'll read, you know, I'll scroll my phone a bit or <laughs> getting paid. And uh, and I'll go back down and I'll, I'll take the washing. So I go back down and I'm not joking. There's bubbles oh, that, have, no. that have covered the floor, the property room floor. And it, I don't know if you've seen, um, <laughs> oh, no. it, it was horrible. I didn't know what to do in that instance. I started panicking and I wasn't sure what to do. So I just started like trying to carry the bub, like I started carrying them and putting them in the sink. And then, um, and then I was Googling it and then it said salt evaporates the bubbles. So then I was all over the floor and that worked. So no one, no one found out. So it, was a, footy club. it was a moment you walked in where you knew that you, that was the moment I knew I fucked up. I thought, Oh jeez. Well, you know, we got this one and uh, this, this is a real bad moment. You probably knew you fucked up. Ronald Wayne, does that name ring a bell to you? No. Might, maybe to some listeners, but, but not. he was the third co-founder, 10% shareholder of Apple Computer. In April 1976, Wayne decided to sell his stake for a mere 800 bucks. You know, not tidy, tidy payday. You know, I've sold shares for around then. You'd think, oh, 800 bucks, nothing yeah, to be Take that home. But had he held on to it? That 10% stake would today be worth, you know, just a quiet $63 billion. <laughs> oh, come on. What was his name, Ronald? Ronald. Oh, Ron. Uh, so oh, Ron. He'd be rolling fuck. in his grave if he's how still... How the fuck? Oh. How do you go on? How do you live your life from then on? Can I you? I don't think you can. Oh, it's tough. That's really... I, I, you know what? I feel really sad for him. Yeah. God, oh, that's just shit. Oh, God. Um, I'm bad at this. Okay. I'll introduce myself to someone. And they would tell me their name. And within three seconds, I've forgotten it. Yeah. And I'm finding some way whatsoever to get them to tell me their name so I can, you know. How do you spell that one again? It's T-I-M for Tim. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I didn't know why I thought. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I thought uh, something else. Yeah. So I've got a cut. One, actually, off the bat, I'll share this story. This is to do with my dad. And I don't think you know this story. So my old man, Dickie, he played in a duo. So him yep. and his best mate, they played for, you know, 15, 20 years. They played weddings and pubs and... So a lot of carting equipment in and out. Yep. And probably dealing with a lot of security guards at pubs. Yep. They were the guys that bumped them in. They'd go and they would be there while they were setting up. They would always play this one pub, you know, two or three nights a week in Cranbourne, the Settlement Hotel, right? Lovely. And <laughs> this one bouncer, security guard, he uh, must have heard my dad calling his, you know, bandmate or, or mate who he plays with. He, he, was call- he heard him call him Fitzy. But dad was actually calling him Schultzy, right? <laughs> so dad's calling, hey, Schultzy, Schultzy. Schultzy. Uh, mate, here's the cord for, you know, plug, yeah. can you pull, plug that in? Hey, Schultzy, can you grab that amp? And the bouncers thought, thought he heard him say, Fitzy, Fitz, Fitzy. So and I'm no word of a lie here, no word of a lie. Every week they would go back to that pub, and I'm talking for a good three to six months. Oh, no. This guy is calling him Fitzy. <laughs> hey, Fitz, Dickie, Fitzy, how are you, boys? And they, the dad and Schultz, just ran with it. <laughs> we get to the point. They got to the point where we can't let him know. And no, like they, I think they might have tried to let him, and they just. So it got to one day. It might have been four months later. They're on there having their, you know, the regular, uh, the, the weekly gig that they're playing. 
and they're packing up. So it might be late at night. It's like, you know, 12, 11, 30. They're packing up all their equipment. They're putting the last little bits in and, you know, dad's, they're in the car and this bounces outside the door and the car's right near the door and dad goes, Schultzy, can you just grab that? And the bloke hears him say, Schultzy. So <laughs> they rock up the next week and the bloke, he's like super nice. And just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Dickie, how are you, mate? Schultzy, how are you, yeah. mate? And he just thought he could get it. He's been calling him Fitzy for three months, <laughs> and he thought he could get away, get away with calling him Schultzy <laughs> without hilarious. them knowing. And they, it was just a, a great gag. But, I, uh, I love that. Like, uh, it like, there comes a point where you just don't know when to correct, because at my old workplace, I was getting called Damien by the, the sales rep, by the uh, Chris Finch of the organisation. The sales rep. Yeah, yeah and he always go, G'day, boys. G'day, Damien. He started calling me Damo. Damien. <laughs> and it like, got to the point where did I'm you, like, Why did you tell him? Well, I, I said at the start, like the first time I said, oh, it's actually... Danny or Dan or Daniel or whatever, and he, and he must have just you, you know it's it's like it didn't get through. It just didn't get through. And then his son actually worked at the company alongside me. And one night at dinner, <laughs> he goes, apparently they're talking. He goes, oh yeah, Damo did something today. And, he, and this guy Nick, he goes, well, who's Damo? What do you mean who's Damo? Your mate that works in works next to you for, for the last nine months. <laughs> his name's Dan. He goes, Dan, <laughs> I've been calling him fucking Damien. The That's next day cold. he comes to you and goes, oh, Dan, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and uh, never made that mistake again. Oh, d- Damo. Damo. Got another one, Dossie? Oh, yeah, I've got one here, mate. <laughs> this one uh, actually reminds me of something we did. <laughs> a mistake, a big boo-boo we made when it came to uh, our hard drive. So this bloke, he goes, I worked in a digital forensics lab. That sounds pretty important. I was an intern and wiped the empty drives... Before we use them, I wipe the evidence. <laughs> Idiot. So someone's, someone's got away with that. Can uh, you believe that? Uh, someone's got away with that. That's when you know. Because you. of a poor intern or an intern wiping the evidence away. That'd be, I mean, you'd be lucky criminal. You'd be in a lot of trouble, uh, I reckon, if you're that intern. Well, this, this, oh, mate, I'm bloody oath. This one's, uh, this one's got a headline. I caught my ex thanks to fucking Pokemon Go. Oh, she mentioned Pokemon Go was using lots of her data. I explained that in her settings, she could see how much data an app was using. I proceeded to show her and prove to her it wasn't by pointing out that it wasn't Pokemon Go using all her data. It was actually Tinder. Wait, what? She was on Tinder. So she was cheating on him. Oh, yeah. wow. That's not nice. No. Here's another one. I, when, I, when I put ankle, I was 10 years old and I put ankle weights and jumped into the deep end of the pool to see if I was able to walk underwater. <laughs> Now, that's just damn right stupid. <laughs> that's just stupid. Oh, oh gosh. I, I got one. So, in, 19, in 1964, yep. Donald Rusk Curry, a grad student, yep. got his tree corer stuck in a Great Basin bristlecone pine. What's a, what's a tree corer? Is that? I guess I don't know, but I'm guessing something that don't know. Something, yeah. So, well, well, he got it stuck in a, in a Great Basin bristlecone pine. So I'm, beautiful I'm, tree. Beautiful tree. <laughs> yeah. To remove the tool, a park ranger helped him to cut down the tree. Okay. So they actually had to cut down the tree to get, get, get the it tool out. out. Important yep. tool, I'm guessing. You know, it's expensive, I'm sure. Tool of the week. Um, so later on, Curry began to count the rings uh, <laughs> in the tree, you know. And yeah. You know what that means. That means how old the tree. You can see the rings yep. in the lo- inside that tree, how many yep. rings are inside it. You can tell how old it is. Okay. Curry began to count the rings, eventually finding out that the tree was almost 5,000 years old. <laughs> it was the oldest tree ever recorded. <laughs> Imagine that. It's cut down. 
<laughs> that's really new. You've cut down the oldest tree on the planet Earth. <laughs> that is so funny. That's that. Oh, that's, that's you wouldn't funny. tell anyone that. <laughs> well, it's come out, obviously. Is that a criminal offense? I wonder. It would be. Uh, I, I like Dossie. I shared this one with Dossie yesterday, and he quite liked this one. It's not my fuck up necessarily, but. I invited a friend over for a barbecue. He didn't know anyone and has never been to my house, but seemed really eager to join. So I was a little irritated that he was almost two hours late, and I was just about to text him when I happened to look over my neighbor's fence. The neighbor was also having a barbecue. It was like it happened in slow motion. I saw my friend in the neighbor's yard chatting up some old lady. Our eyes locked. I saw the realization hit his face. I swear this guy turned white. I still laugh about it. Uh, Imagine. So he wasn't late. <laughs> He's been two hours at the wrong barbecue. I just want to know in that situation. Do you think where's, where's, where's my mate? Yeah, where, it's his house. He's probably going around going, gee, uh, old Tony's got a nice house, doesn't he? Yeah. Who the f- he's to, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I went to a, I went to Dry Richardson's ex-girlfriend's 18th birthday back in the day. Uh, this was going back when we were, we were around that same age. Dry Richardson doesn't currently have an 18-year-old girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but I went to her, I went to her, um, I went to her birthday and I can't remember exactly, but her dad's name was Pete. Yeah. And... The boyfriend of her sister, who we used to play uh, indoor footy with, his his dad's name was Pete as well. So Jai introduced me at the party. He goes, oh, you know, here's Pete. You know, good to meet him. And I thought he was referring to his girlfriend's dad. <laughs> girlfriend's dad. I didn't realize I was talking to another Pete. Another Pete. So I'm talking to Pete for five minutes about like <laughs> small talk about how good the party is. He goes, oh yeah, it's quite good. I'm like, gee, it must have cost a lot. He goes, yeah. And I'm asking him like how they got the flowers in and how that you know because it was very hyped up. Talking about logistics yeah, of the talk- party. <laughs> yes. With the bloke that had nothing to do with <laughs> no, it. He just goes, I think in the end, like, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, you're, you're, the, you're, the son, you're the father of, you know, so-and-so. He's like, I'm not, mate. I'm not. Oh, oh, let me that's, down gently. That's, jeez. And you got a, you got a similar story with one of our good friends. Former guest of the show, the big fella, Anthony Totaro. Now, him and his wife are good friends of ours. Yep. And they were, they were going to a wedding. And, and I wish he probably could have told the story because mm. I might butcher it there might be a couple of things wrong but he told us this once and oh, we lost our marbles yeah it was a great story basically they had a wedding and it was in the city on Burke Street so when I think of that it's very classy it's almost tuxedo type you know it's, you know, situation it's a tuxedo setup. you walk in it's very classy and there's canapes and a couple of spring rolls and you know money bags and yeah. you know and you grab a beer and yeah. on arrival have a little chat or a champers and he's in the uh, in that welcome area. What, what do you call that? Almost foyer. Like, for, well, foyer, but it's you know, it's yeah. the it's the before <clears throat> the party. You know, it's, yep. it's like you know when you walk in and pre drinks. Pre drinks. And um, he's just standing there and he's having a he's got a Peroni in his hand and he's you know enjoying it and he's going, "Where's Alex?" Like, <laughs> she's not here yet. Like, and you know, and then he kind of finishes his beer and ma- ma- grabs another couple of spring rolls and. <laughs> He has a better look around around the room and he goes, he messages her and he goes, are you here? Where are you? And she goes, I'm here. And he's looking around and he goes, where's the wedding? And he realised, in that moment he realised, I'm at the wrong fucking wedding. <laughs> how does that happen? I love that. Like that's, that's, that's that, that shows how easy it would be to gate crash a yes, wedding. Yes, you could be a wedding crasher, no worries. We've got a, we have thought about this as content. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna have a crack at this in the future. We're yeah, gonna we just, we're just gonna help ourselves to a wedding and just see see how long it takes before we say, lads, that's enough free booze. You know, how, the movie Wedding Crashes is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. You know, you, can, you go in with a bit of a, a backstory. Yeah, you find out who at that wedding. You can find out who it is. Yeah, you're a relation of some kind. Yep. When someone asks you, you know, how do you know? You know, you know, J- Janet and Andy. Oh well, I'm at, I'm at uh, Aunt Beres's kids, you know, something like that. Lovely. Well, we will do that. But that was a good segment. Well done. It was. Thanks, mate.
Oh, that was a bit of fun. That was lovely. That was one of my favourites. I thought good. that was really good today. I, really, well, I, I hope everyone else yeah, thinks the same. Uh, me too. I thoroughly enjoyed that, going through a few new topics. Of course, let us know uh, what you guys thought, if you enjoyed it, what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. Now, make sure, please, if you are listening to this podcast, if you're on Spotify, make sure you click those five stars. We don't say it enough. Click them right now. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Leave us a review. That all helps a lot. If you're YouTube, subscribe right now. Insta, TikTok. All, all of it. it. You know where we are. You know where we are. You can find us in the show notes. The, 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 the big one, Dee, touches on. If you can go and leave a review, a five-star review on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, it takes two seconds. Just click the button. Literally. You just got to click the five stars. That's all you got to do. And it, it just it helps us massively. Massively. Uh, and if you're on, on Apple, same deal. And you can also write something nice or nasty or whatever you like, but make sure the five stars are there. And obviously, YouTube, subscribe if you're a listener. Check us out on YouTube so you can see the beautiful backdrop. I want some acai. You want some... I want to meet pie. You want to meet pie, so let's go get it. <laughs>